Movie Sushi Platoon A cargo plane arrives, dropping off bewildered men and collecting full body bags. Battle-hardened men laugh as they watch the new recruits. It's September 1967, somewhere on the Cambodian border. Troops move in the jungle twilight, some with cigarette boxes fixed to their helmets. Newbie Chris Taylor gets red ants on his neck, although he's told black ones are worse. He's then made to dig a hole. After just a week, Chris already feels he's in hell. He's tired. They get up at 5am, hump all day, make a camp at 4 or 5pm, dig a foxhole and eat. Because he's new, no one tells him anything. Nobody even wants to know his name because he hasn't put in his time yet. He sleeps maybe only three or four hours per night, but it's not really sleep. Sergeant Barnes makes Sergeant Elias take his men to do ambush duty, even though it's actually Sergeant O'Neill's turn. Elias has been in Vietnam three years, but he doesn't often bring it up. Barnes openly disrespects Lieutenant Wolf in front of the men, but he's dismissive when Wolf reprimands him later for this. Contrastingly, Elias helps his men with what they're carrying, so they don't struggle with unnecessary equipment. Chris says he wants to feel anonymous and serve his country. His granddad served in World War I, his father served in World War II. He's surrounded by grunts, so-called because a grunt can take anything. These men are the best he's ever seen, the heart and soul. Chris thinks he could maybe learn something from them. After his shift, Chris wakes Junior to take over. Chris then sees figures in the jungle and there's a firefight. This leaves Chris and another man injured. Chris is convinced he's dying. Barnes reprimands him for falling asleep while on duty, but Chris blames Junior. When the men round on Chris for this, Elias defends him. He then makes Junior carry the dead soldier. Later, O'Neill confiscates beer that King and Taylor have scavenged and makes them clean the latrines. They join Crawford there and they discuss what they'll do when they get to leave Vietnam. Crawford says he'll be surfing and watching the babes on the beach in California. King wants to go home to Tennessee. Taylor says he actually dropped out of college to come to Vietnam. King likes a joint and says the poor are always being exploited by the rich. Always have, always will. At sundown, King takes Taylor with him into a dimly lit hut where everyone, including Sergeant Elias, is lounging and smoking weed. Taylor tries some and starts coughing. He says it feels good and that the pain in his neck has gone. Elias tells Taylor to put his mouth on the barrel of his rifle. Taylor chokes on his smoke again and they all laugh. Bunny is elsewhere, talking to Junior about music. When Lieutenant Wolf appears, Bunny crushes a beer can with his teeth 
and tears off a piece of metal, which he offers to the lieutenant. The men darkly acknowledge the lieutenant. Wolf stops at Barnes and O'Neill's card game for small talk. When the lieutenant leaves, O'Neill lights Barnes's cigarette. They agree that Wolf doesn't have the killer instinct required for war in Vietnam. In the weed hut, everyone's happy, enjoying the music. The platoon finds an abandoned settlement with smoking campfires and washing lines. A soldier finds some maps in a tin, but it's a booby trap. The resulting explosion takes off both his arms. Later, Manny's dead body is displayed by the river. The platoon looks for weapons in a nearby village. Barnes empties a foxhole of villagers, then throws in a grenade for good measure. Taylor also finds a hole full of villagers. Junior says they're scared, but Bunny only encourages Taylor. Soon, Taylor is yelling at a one-legged villager to dance, shooting repeatedly at the man's remaining foot. The man's mother starts crying. Taylor is crying, but Bunny wants the amputee dead. Bunny then knocks the man to the ground and smashes the villager's head viciously with the butt of his gun. He's proud of what he's done. When Bunny suggests they attack the mother as well, O'Neill finally says it's time to go, adding that officially no one saw a thing. The villagers are assembled together on their knees. Barnes thinks the weapons and rice they found are for NVA soldiers. The villager claims they're bullied by the NVA. Most of the platoon still want revenge for what happened to Manny at the river. A woman is wailing loudly when Barnes wants time to think. He soon boils over and executes the woman. This prompts more wailing and yelling from the villagers. Now Barnes threatens to shoot the woman's daughter. At this point Elias appears and steps in. Soon, Elias and Barnes are fighting on the floor. They're separated and Wolf says they must torch the village. When questioned by Elias, Wolf says Barnes did nothing wrong. With the village burning, Taylor stops a group of men attacking two girls. Elias tells Captain Harris what happened with Barnes and the villager. Captain Harris wants a full report from Barnes. Junior, King and Big Harold all sympathise with the villagers. Wolf sympathises with Barnes, though, calling Elias a troublemaker. Bunny says he wants Elias killed. Elias thinks that America will lose the war in Vietnam. America has won so many times throughout history, it's about time they lost one. There's civil war within the platoon now. Half the men with Elias, half with Barnes. They should be fighting the enemy instead of themselves. Suddenly, an airstrike explodes, far too close. Barnes yells at Wolf for giving the wrong coordinates, and so killing and wounding many men. Elias discards heavy equipment and runs towards the enemy. 
Elias tells Taylor where the enemy will be coming from and to shoot anything that moves. Barnes appears and tells Taylor and Ra to retreat to the church with the others, knowingly leaving Elias stranded. Elias's running and killing is effective, but Barnes is stalking. Both men alone now in the forest. Taylor goes back in to help Elias. In the forest, Barnes recognises, then shoots Elias three times in the chest. Barnes soon tells Taylor that Elias is dead and that they're vastly outnumbered. Taylor can't believe Elias is dead. Dead bodies are loaded onto helicopters. From the air, Taylor spots Elias being chased by dozens of NVA soldiers. The helicopter turns back around for him. They watch Elias fall to his knees as he's shot in the back again. Taylor turns accusingly to Barnes, but nothing is said. Back at base camp, Ra, King and Taylor are discussing how Barnes murdered Elias. Taylor and King think Barnes is a murderer. Then, Barnes pipes up from the doorway, swigging Jack Daniels from a bottle. Barnes says he doesn't need Pop to escape from reality. He is reality. Taylor yells and runs at him. Quickly, Barnes has Taylor at knife point. Ra pleads with Barnes to stop. Barnes nicks Taylor's face with his knife anyway, as a reminder. Taylor has stopped writing home, and lights a joint. Then King's notified he can go home. Junior says he can't walk, his feet are too swollen. He wants to go home too. When Barnes threatens to put a poisonous caterpillar in Junior's pants, suddenly he's okay again. Later, Ra tells Taylor and Francis to stay in their hole. Then Rodriguez's hole gets exploded. A bedraggled soldier hurtles towards Taylor's hole, yelling that hundreds of NVA are coming. Taylor wants to stay nonetheless, detonating several claymores, three clicks for each. They evacuate the hole and Taylor and Francis both go on a brief killing spree. Bunny seems to relish the death all about him. In panic, Junior cracks his neck against a tree. The NVA kill Bunny, then Junior. O'Neill hides under a dead soldier. Those Americans which don't soon retreat are killed. An NVA suicide bomber yells as he runs into the American field HQ, destroying the whole place. In the cold light of day, a bloodied Taylor wakes up and notices a stag standing there in a clearing. He gets to his feet and finds a rifle. When he finds Barnes crawling on the floor, he ends up shooting Barnes three times in the chest. The cavalry arrive and countless nameless bodies are bulldozed into a big shallow pit. From the air, Taylor can see dead bodies blanketing the ground in every direction. The war is over for Taylor, but it'll always be there in his mind. 
Ra said that Barnes and Elias fought for possession of his soul. Taylor says he feels like a child born of two fathers, Barnes and Elias. Ultimately, people must try to find goodness and meaning in this life, based on true events. Starring Charlie Sheen, Tom Berenger, Willem Dafoe, rated 15, directed by Oliver Stone, released in the UK 1986, runtime 2 hours.